This is Women in Revival podcast. Today we are starting a new series called The Queen of Sheba, The Risk Taker. Our topic for today is The Queen of Sheba, A Reference Point. In the New Testament, Jesus referred to the Queen of Sheba in Matthew and in Luke. When Jesus was referring to her, he said how the Queen of Sheba would be coming again and he commended her for how she went to Solomon and asked him for all the answers to her questions. Sisters, are you like the Queen of Sheba? Can someone refer to your life? Even though she lived about 2000 years ago from when Jesus was alive, Jesus still referred to her. It means he equated her with the greats like Moses, David, Abraham, even though she was not in the Bible that much. She was just in one chapter, yet her life made such a difference that even Jesus referred to her and commended her. Sister, are you a person who Jesus can commend? Can Jesus truly commend you in front of others? Or is your life not one that can be commended? I pray that God will help us to evaluate each and every one of our lives so that we can know whether we are truly living as we ought to. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. So our dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this series that we are beginning. I am praying that you will speak unto everyone that come across this series. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to welcome you again to this series of Women in Revival podcast. I am trusting that God himself will speak to each and every one throughout this series. May I encourage you to do share this particular series with your loved ones. You can go on our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk. There you will find many other series. You can listen together as a group. Contact us if you need help. Our contact us page have every detail that you need to contact us. I am praying that as we journey through this new series, you will find the encouragement for your life. We are starting this new series tagged The Queen of Sheba, the Risk Taker. The Queen of Sheba, the Risk Taker. We'll be looking at the life of the Queen of Sheba. One of the things that I love, I love looking at Bible characters. They've helped my life so much. So here on this series, we'll be looking at this Bible icon, the Queen of Sheba. I was privileged some couple of weeks ago in my church to be part of this Bible study. We had some weeks of Bible study and the Queen of Sheba was one of the women we looked at. And my heart was very encouraged. I was greatly challenged. And then I rose up from that Bible study to look again into the life of this woman. So as we will go through this series together, some of the things I'll be sharing with you are from what the Lord taught me also as I sought his face for that concerning the life of the Queen of Sheba. So the Queen of Sheba, the risk taker. Now, in Matthew 12 and Luke 11, Jesus referred to this woman. And I'm going to read both 
rendition Matthew 12 42 and Luke 11 31 even though I would have said let me read it from the previous two or three verses but do permit me to just take this one single verse out of its context even though I will still defer back to the purpose why this came forth so Luke 11 31 says the queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them for she came from the utmost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of solomon and behold a greater than solomon is here and matthew 12 42 says the queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of solomon and behold a greater than solomon is here amen so this is the lord jesus speaking in both of this gospel both the gospel of luke and that of matthew it is the lord jesus speaking referring pointing back to the queen of sheba and if you look at the previous two verses you will notice that jesus pointed to this woman as those in his generation were seeking for sign for example in luke chapter 11 verse 29 says and when the people were gathered thick together i began to say this is an evil generation they seek a sign and there shall no sign be given it but the sign of jonas the prophet so in this time they were seeking for signs and jesus said look there is no other sign then he said no other sign than that of jonah and then he mentioned the queen of the south so i want us to go and look at the life of this woman today as we look at the queen of sheba a reference point so from the scripture that i read in matthew 12 verse 42 and luke 11 31 we see the lord jesus referring to this woman we see the lord jesus as he addressed those in his generation he pointed back to the generation past in order to speak to his generation from these two scriptures i am saying jesus referring to two old testament characters like i read earlier when i went back and read just two few verses before luke eleven thirty one. so i am saying jesus mentioned two old testament characters he mentioned jonah in one verse and in another verse he mentioned the queen of the south which we call the queen of sheba so though just a single verse jesus mentioned this woman but there is so much loaded in the life of this woman that you and i can glean from so what was it about this queen why would the queen of sheba become a reference point for you and for me why would jesus be dealing with his generation and going backward to the generation of the queen of sheba to address his present generation i am saying that jesus was using this woman as a yardstick for his generation 
this queen of Sheba arose to seek the wisdom of Solomon. And then in Jesus' generation, they had a greater than Solomon. But they will not seek him. Hence the reason why we are seeing Jesus saying, Look, the queen of Sheba will arise. Jesus said, On judgment day, this queen will rise to condemn many of the generation after her. The generation of Jesus Christ was the generation after the queen of Sheba. Jesus said, The queen of Sheba will query the reason why his generation what is for the queen of sheba only had solomon's wisdom she only had solomon's wisdom and she risked her life she took her time she took her retinue and went on to hear the wisdom of solomon in our generation people can rise to go and sightsee we can arise to go and watch sports people that are passing by. People can arise to go and, you know, see those who are carrying the torch, uh, maybe the Olympic torch, all sorts of things. People can wake up very early to go and see. People can arise to go and see an historical building. People can arise to go and see all sorts of things. I'm not saying this is bad, but I am seeing Jesus. A greater than what you are rising to go and see is here. A greater than that is here. And that greater one is the man Jesus. The queen of Sheba was an outstanding beacon of Old Testament that our Lord Jesus Christ could bring out to speak to his generation. Though this queen of Sheba was a Gentile, she wasn't a Jew. She was a Gentile from the south, probably our modern day Yemen or Ethiopia was where this woman came from. And here in our generation, we need not to travel miles to hear he who is greater than Solomon. For this queen of Sheba, going to hear Solomon cost her her time, cost her her resources, cost her her retinue. Yet she arose and went to see to hear this, the wisdom of Solomon. And thousand years after, this same woman became a reference point to the generation of the Lord Jesus. You know, the book of Romans chapter 10 verses 6 to 11 says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise, Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For the queen of Sheba, she traveled miles. But for you, the scripture says, Do not say, Who shall ascend up to heaven? Who will bring Jesus down? Who will descend into the deep? 
who will bring up Christ again from the dead. The Bible says, the world is near you. The world is in your mouth, in your heart. You have the privilege to hear podcasts. Sometimes I do look at our generation and I feel like I don't know if there has ever been any generation as resourced as our generation. We have many resources in public domain that we can read, we can digest for ourselves. So there is no excuse for those of us who are living in this generation. If the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon and she traveled and thousand years after Jesus made mention of this woman. You never can tell what God can do with lives that are seeking, that are searching, that are genuinely seeking Him. I am praying that as you go through this series, the Lord will put in your heart a desire to seek Him with all your heart. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Yesterday we started a new series called The Queen of Sheba, The Rest Taker. Our topic for today is What have you done with the news about the Lord? Sister, what have you done with that news? When the Queen of Sheba found out in the Old Testament about Solomon and all he had done, she went to discover for herself. Even though her servants and her advisors had told her she wanted to see for herself. She wanted to believe for herself. Sisters, have you wanted that experience? Have you experienced that? What have you done with the news you've heard about the Lord? Maybe you've heard about how some people have experienced God in amazing and miraculous ways. Maybe you've heard about how some people have experienced God so much in their walk with him and you haven't. What have you done with that news? Have you tried and sought for such an experience? Or have you sat down thinking such an experience is not for you? Sister, God is calling us to a deeper walk with him. He's calling us to do something about that news that we have heard. He's calling us to do something with our walk with him. He's calling us to deepen our walk with him. I pray that you too, like the Queen of Sheba, will do something with that news you have heard. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. So our dear Heavenly Father, thank you once again for day two of this series. I am praying that you will speak your word and you will cause every heart to latch on. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much for still taking the time to join us on this particular series, The Queen of Sheba, a risk taker. Last time we saw that the Queen of Sheba traveled miles and in the days of Jesus, thousands of years afterwards, she became a reference point even to those in the generation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God is seeking and searching for women 
who will thirst for him, who will long for him, and whose life will become a reference point to those around them and to those in the future if it tarries. You can go back to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk to grab any episode you might have missed or any other series. And you can contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. I want to encourage you to settle down as we go through this series again. Today on day two, we are looking at what have you done with the news about the Lord. We saw the Queen of Sheba who heard even concerning Solomon and she traveled miles. So I'm going to read 1 Kings chapter 10 verse 1 so that we can fully see where the Bible tells us this reference that Jesus referred to. 1 Kings chapter 10 tells us about the rapport of the Queen of Sheba and Solomon. So we'll be settling down in 1 Kings chapter 10, a few verses. So today let us consider verse 1 and I would like to take that verse 1 from two or three translations. First from the King James Version. It says, And when the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. The NIV says, When the Queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon and his relationship to the Lord, she came to test Solomon with hard questions. The New Revised Standard Version says, When the Queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, fame due to the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard question. Amen. Last time in Matthew 12 and Luke 11, we saw that Jesus brought out this Old Testament icon to, to point the heart of the people in his generation to the life of this woman who lived a thousand years before them. So a thousand years after, Jesus referred back to this queen of Sheba. And here we are now in that same scripture that tells the story of this queen of Sheba in the Old Testament. So here we have read 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 1 from different translations. And as I kept reading these translations, what kept coming to me was the word head came. It says, and the queen of Sheba had the fame of Solomon. Then she came. The same thing in the NIV. She heard about the fame of Solomon. The same thing in the New Revised Standard Version. She heard. So one key or two key words that I'm seeing that stood out for me probably are, should I say two or three? First, heard. The Queen of Sheba heard. Secondly, Lord. What she heard was concerning the fame of the Lord. And third, questions. She had hard questions. Not just questions, actually, hard questions. So, what is it about the life of this woman? What is it about the queen of the south or the queen of Sheba? First, she was a queen. She was a monarch. She was a woman of influence and affluence. She was a woman of great authority. 
yet she had an ear to hear. She heard of Solomon. And not just of Solomon. If you look at when I read 1 Kings 10 verse 1, both in KJV, in NIV UK and the New Revised Standard Version, they all told us what she heard. It says, what she heard had more to do with Solomon and the Lord. Not just the wisdom of Solomon, but something about Solomon and his work with God. So the first thing that struck me is who is my relationship with the Lord affecting? Who is your relationship with the Lord affecting? If I claim I have a relationship with God, is it affecting any other person outside me? Is there anything about your relationship, about my relationship with Christ, that might affect the heart of another person for the kingdom? For the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon, fame that was due to the name of the Lord. The second thing for me is also that the queen of Sheba, though very busy, you know, as a royal person, life would have been very busy. Yet, she had the ears to listen to news from far country. Perhaps the news came from tradesmen who traveled back and forth to the south and Jerusalem. But it's amazing to see that the queen of Sheba heard and she did something with what she had. And you know, this also reminds me of the woman Naomi in the book of Ruth, who having left the will of God in Bethlehem, Judah, and traveled to Moab and settled there and thereby lost her husband and her two sons. But a time came for Naomi when she decided to return back to Bethlehem, Judah. Why? It was because of what she had. So while Naomi was in Moab, she heard what the Lord has done for his people in Bethlehem, Judah. So Naomi also acted upon what she heard by arising and going back to Bethlehem, Judah. And the same thing I'm seeing with this queen of Sheba. When she heard news concerning the fame of the Lord, concerning the relationship Solomon had with the Lord, she also arose to go to Jerusalem. What she heard cost her to act. It cost her to respond. She did not hear passively. She acted upon what she heard. What have you done with the news about the Lord that you have heard, that you are hearing, that you will keep hearing? What have you done with the many Bible studies that you have been part of? What have you done with the testimony of the Lord's faithfulness to your life. And I am saying, the Lord saying, what have you done with the news of this glorious one who is greater than Solomon? What have you done with the Bible that you read daily? What have you done with the Bible that you listen to every day? What have you done with the messages, the blogs, the podcasts that you have heard or that you have read? What have you done with the books or articles that you have read? What have you done with the news you kept hearing concerning the God of the universe? Maybe for you, you don't believe there is God. Could the news that you kept hearing 
be God's means of wanting to reveal himself to you. What have you done with this news that you kept hearing about the God of the universe, the maker of all that was, all that is, and all that will ever exist? The Queen of Sheba arose to go to Jerusalem to meet with Solomon. She came with all her hard questions. She did not leave them behind. She came. She came just as she was. A hymn writer says, just as I am with one plea. She came just as she was. And my question is, as all you've been hearing about God taking you to seeking God, what is your heart seeking? Are you seeking gold, silver, peace? Maybe it's joy. Maybe it's a marriage partner. Maybe it's peaceful marriage you are seeking for. Maybe it's health. Maybe it's business opportunity. But the Bible says, Seek you first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and every other thing shall be added to you. I am throwing this question at you as I finish. Have you really sought the one who is greater than all you are seeking for? You know, the book of Luke 48 tells of the fact that to whom much is given, there is much expected. The news about the Lord that you have been hearing, what have you done with it? What are you intending to do with it? The Queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon, fame that has to do with Solomon's relationship and the Lord. And she packed her stuff and traveled she left the affairs of her nation, though the queen of the land, yet she left it all in order to go and see what she's been hearing about. I am praying that the Lord will help you that whatsoever you are hearing or you will hear throughout this series will push you further to seek God in a deeper, in a newer measure. Amen. This is a Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago, we started a series called The Queen of Sheba, The Risk Taker. Our topic for today is A Privilege to Commune with the King of All. The Queen of Sheba travelled a long way. It would have taken her months to get to Solomon's kingdom in Israel. Yet, she did it. Bible scholars believe she may have come from either Sudan, Ethiopia, or Saudi Arabia so we know she came a long way and on camels as they didn't have any cars or planes in those days. Could you imagine the devotion and the work put in to make such a long journey? All because she needed some questions answered or because she wanted to feed from the wisdom of Solomon. Sister, we have the privilege of talking to the King of Kings, not just any ordinary king not even King Solomon, but someone far, far greater than him. Someone who created and gave Solomon the wisdom he needed. We have the opportunity to talk to God. Do you take that opportunity? Do you take that privilege? The Queen of Sheba traveled many, many miles just to speak to Solomon. And you have God 
right at your doorstep. I pray that God will help each and every one of you listening to develop a deeper relationship with him where you strive for him. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. So, Father, thank you once again for this series. As we continue today, I am just praying that you will take the loaf of this series and break it into pieces and give it out to all the hearers, to all these listeners. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much for still joining us on Women in Revival. I am praying that the life of the Queen of Sheba will challenge your heart, will position you in a kind of position that will bring you to the place of seeking God. Last time we saw the Queen of Sheba that what she had concerning the relationship between Solomon and the Lord pushed her out of her comfort zone, pushed her out of her nation, pushed her out of her responsibility, pushed her out of anything that could hold her bound and she went all the way from the south, probably our modern day Yemen or Ethiopia and traveled miles to Jerusalem. I am praying that as we go through this series, the Lord will do a work in your heart. Maybe you've been a Christian for years. Maybe you are actually a baby Christian. Whatever, wherever point you are now in your walk with God, may I say to you, there is a need to deepen your relationship with God beyond what it is today. So you can go back on our website in case you've missed an episode, www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk. So today, let us look at a privilege to commune with the king of all kings. We are still on the series with the king. So we want to look at a privilege to commune with the king. So we go back to our text the scripture in first kings chapter 10 and today i'm reading verse 2 first king 10 2 says and she came to jerusalem the she there talking about the queen of sheba and she came to jerusalem with a great train with camels that bear spices and with much gold and precious stones and when she was come to solomon she communed with him of all that was in her heart. Amen. So this was a woman that traveled down with questions in her heart. So the Bible says she came with all sorts of and she communed with Solomon concerning everything that was in her heart. So I am saying again that the Queen of Sheba having heard of the fame of Solomon and the wisdom Solomon had, which was connected with Solomon's relationship with God, this woman traveled miles from what is our modern-day Yemen or Ethiopia and all the way to Jerusalem. The journey might have taken her days. It may have been a dangerous route to take. It may have been a very challenging journey for her to take. But because her heart was seeking, she was ready to take the risk. She traveled to Jerusalem with our retinue. That's how the New Revised Standard Version says. With all our retinues. 
She traveled with her caravans, with her servants, her entourage. She came with stuff and people to Jerusalem. And when she came, she came to Solomon. She knew, she knew the reason why she came. She focused on the reason why she came. She wasn't distracted by any other thing. She came to see Solomon and she went to Solomon. And she communed with Solomon concerning everything that was in her heart. So what are the things that are challenging my heart again from the life of this woman as we consider a privilege to commune with the king? First, I am saying that the queen of Sheba resolved to travel to Jerusalem, not minding what it will cost her because she had very hard questions that needs to be solved. Though she was a great woman, yet she was not without life issues that troubled her. These issues troubled her so much that no one in her kingdom could help her until she heard the news of Solomon and Solomon's work with God. I am praying that you will take your personal work with God very serious because we live in a needing generation. People are needy. People are seeking. People are seeking solution. And I am praying that you will take your work with God serious so that God can point people to you. Another thing that I'm also saying again is that this woman, the Queen of Sheba, came trusting. She trusted that Solomon will listen to her. That was a risk to take. What if she came to Solomon and Solomon sent her back? What if she thought of agenda? What if she thought of her nationality and just decide that, look, let me keep a distance. If the woman thought of any if, 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 she would not have come and she would not have been referred to by Jesus. There were obstacles that she needed to overcome. I am saying that when Christians refuse to take risk for the kingdom, we are the one who actually miss out of what God could do through our lives. And then we deprive the future generations, the privilege to benefit from what God could have taught them through our lives. Another thing also is that in the queen of Sheba coming, she withhold not her questions from the king Solomon. Because that scripture tells us, 1 King chapter 10 verse 2 says, And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train, with camels that bear spices, and very much good and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him all that was in her heart. So she did not withhold any of her questions from Solomon. She communed with him. She was open. She was willing to make herself vulnerable in the sight of the king. She believed in Solomon and she opened up to Solomon. You know how many people have come to counsel us but they hide half or most of their stories. And you know how many are still trying to even hide away from God. But for the queen of Sheba, she felt I have nothing to lose. This is the reason why I have come. So she opened up. She opened herself up to Solomon. She saw herself as a woman in need of a surgery. So she opened herself. She communed with Solomon. 
And it is my prayer that you also, as you journey with us through this series, will be open, will be sincere with your situation. Maybe there are things you are dabbling into. There are things you are doing that no other person knows about. I am praying that this series will bring you to that place of confessing, of speaking out, of opening up. You know, Psalms 42 verses 1 to 2 says, As the heart panted after the water brooks, so panted my soul after thee, O God. My soul tasted for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? I am saying here that there is a quest, a thirst in the heart of this woman. And there is a quest also in the heart of every human. There is a sort of quest in all of our hearts. Some are shopping addicts. Some are thirsting for substance. So they are in substance abuse. Some of you, your quest is social media platforms. To some of it's friends. To some of it's career. To some of you, all sorts of things. Meanwhile, God is saying, a greater than all these is here. The king of the whole world is here to answer the deep questions in the hearts of men. He is here to answer your question. That that has given you sleepless night, that that has caused you to take extra hour at work. God says, I want to listen to those issues and I am willing to respond to you. You know, the Bible is so loaded with answers to such life questions. And it is rather unfortunate that many of us in church have not connected to this greater than Solomon. To this one that is greater than our church building, than our church tradition, than our church activities. Coming into church activities is not necessarily wrong. All these are to bring us, to connect us deeper with a greater than our church buildings, than our church activities. The Lord Jesus is that person. And also Psalm 84 verse 1 to 4 says, How amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts! My soul longeth ye, longeth, yea, even fainted for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Yea, the sparrow hath found an house, and the swallow a nest for herself. Where she may lay her young, even thine altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Verse 4. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house, they will be still praising thee. This is what I see exemplified through the life of the Queen of Sheba. The Queen of Sheba saw how amiable Solomon was, and she made effort to travel miles to meet with him. She opened up to him. She longed for the Lord that gave Solomon wisdom. Therefore, she went for it. And my question to you, my listener, is what is your heart longing for? What do you crave? Do you see God as amiable? Is your soul really longing for this greater than all? The Bible in that Psalms 84 tells us that even ordinary sparrows, they found a house in God. How much more you? Maybe for you, you have found solace in your fag, in all sorts of substance abuse. Why not try God? 
the swallow found a safe nest for herself and is a safe place to lay her young. What about you? Maybe you have been having challenges with your children, difficulty in your marriage. Have you tried Jesus? There is a blessedness in dwelling in the presence of God, in seeking Jesus, in taking the risk to commune with him just as the queen of Sheba did in seeking for Solomon. And a greater than Solomon came, the man Jesus. He came as human, conceived in the womb of Mary, God from God, true God from true God, light from light. He became incarnate in order to come and reveal God to mankind. And I am praying that there will be a quest, there will be a longing, there will be a thirsting in your heart for this greater than Solomon. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we started a series called The Queen of Sheba, The Risk Taker. Our topic for today is Questions Answered. Today, we will be seeing how Solomon answered the Queen of Sheba's questions. He did not hold back from answering any of her questions. We have a great God. He's willing to answer whatever we want to know whenever. In the Bible, Jesus says that you humans who are wicked would not give your child a stone when he asks for bread or a serpent when he asks for fish. How much more your heavenly father. Sisters, God is a good God and he will answer all your questions. Maybe you have something troubling you. Turn to that God. Maybe you have problems in your life. Turn to God. Deborah Shinobi now take us further on this subject. Thank you so, so much, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this particular series and how you are opening the hearts of women to see you afresh, to long for you, to thirst for you. Thank you for women who are going through this series with us who have been seeking to quench their thirst from all sorts of ways, from all sorts of means other than you. Thank you as you are turning their hearts to you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. As I speak in this series again, do speak, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to say thank you for still joining us. We are still on the series, The Queen of Sheba, A Risk Taker. Last time we saw that the Queen of Sheba had the privilege to, to commune with the king. He communed with King Solomon. And a greater than King Solomon is here. God of the universe wants to commune with you. You know, this dawned on me yesterday night in my bedtime reading. I was looking at Revelation chapter 2. And I was looking at verse 1 to 4 or so. And I saw the Lord Jesus, his outcry to the church in Ephesus. And you know, and he was saying to the church in Ephesus, I know your hard work. I know your good work. I know you hate sin. I know this about you. I know that about you. Nevertheless, there is something. 
you have left your first love. And you know, for me, it kind of struck my heart. I said, Lord, it's me you are talking to. I am that church of Ephesus you are speaking to. It's me. I've left my first love. Bring me to that place where I love you more than ever before. I am seeing the Lord Jesus craving my love. And you know, I'm like, who am I that the king of the universe is seeking for my love? Is asking me that, Debbie, come. Come and pour your love on me. So that was what I believe the queen of Sheba had the privilege. She traveled down to Jerusalem and she communed with the king. And for you and I, a greater than Solomon is beckoning on us to come and commune with him. So today we want to look at questions answered. The queen of Sheba came with questions and our questions were answered. So let's go again to 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 3. And it says, I'm going to read about three or four translations. First, the King James Version says, And Solomon told her all our questions. There was not anything hid from the king, which he told her not. The easy to read version says, Solomon answered all the questions. None of our questions was too hard for him to explain. The NIV UK says, Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her. The New Revised Standard Version says, Solomon answered all her questions. There was nothing hidden from the king that he could not explain to her. Wow. And this was just an earthly king. How much more a greater than Solomon. There was nothing hidden that the King Solomon could not explain to the Queen of Sheba. So, I am saying that the Queen of Sheba, having heard about the fame of Solomon, came and she communed with Solomon. And now we are seeing the response of Solomon to this foreign queen. First, Solomon accommodated her. He accommodated the Queen of Sheba. He welcomed her. He did not send her away or relegate her. No. And you know the Lord Jesus said in John 6.37 that he will not cast away those that come to him. If Solomon cast not away the queen of Sheba, the God of the universe is willing to welcome you also. And also, I see that the King Solomon gave audience to this queen. He listened to the questions of our heart he gave our time to speak and in jeremiah 33 not say that call unto me and i will answer thee and i will show you great and mighty things so solomon gave her audience he listened to all the questions that was in the heart of queen of sheba also solomon answered our questions because that scripture that we read told us that there was nothing hidden from the king that he could not answer the queen. The wisdom of God in Solomon was sufficient to meet and to answer hard questions that was on the heart of the queen of Sheba. Those hard questions that might have troubled the queen for how long she bore these hard questions, I don't know. But the day she met with Solomon, her hard questions were resolved. And did God not say also in Matthew 7, 7, that ask and you will receive. Seek, 
you shall find. Knock, the door shall be open. So we see that when the queen of Sheba approached Solomon with all her hard questions as they were to her, Solomon did not make fun of her. But instead, Solomon answered all her questions. He hid nothing from her, but instead made known to her the longing of her heart. And I don't know what are the questions in your heart. I don't know what is it that has been troubling your heart. If an earthly king could answer everything in the heart of the queen of Sheba, how much more? This greater than Solomon that is here. He will answer all the questions in your heart. Matthew 11 verse 27 to 30, Jesus says, All things are delivered unto me of my father, and no man knoweth the son but the father. Neither knoweth any man the father, save the son, and he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. Jesus wants to reveal the father to you. Verse 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your soul. Just as the queen of Sheba found rest unto her soul, Jesus says, come to me also. Are you heavy laden? Are you burdened? Come to me, and you will find rest to your soul. Verse 30 says, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is the greater than Solomon speaking in this Matthew 11. And Psalm 34 verse 5 also says, We looked unto him and we were lightened and our faces were not ashamed. The queen of Sheba looked to Solomon and she was lightened. Her questions were answered. Her desire was granted. Her questions were answered. Her face was not put to shame. The risk she took in traveling all the way from her hometown to Jerusalem was well rewarded. Her hard questions for how many days, for how many weeks, months or years that they have been troubling her were all resolved as she came into the presence of King Solomon. And may I say to you also, whatever the questions of life, that have been troubling your heart. Whatsoever issue may be regarding your children, your husband, your health, your now, your future. Why not pass them on to the king of the universe? Who knows yesterday, who knows today, and who knows tomorrow? If King Solomon could answer and resolve all Queen of Sheba's hard questions. Do you think that this greater than Solomon will not answer your questions? I tell you, he will. All he's asking you is come. Um, the song that is coming to my heart is the song of Christine Getty that says, Are you weary? Are you thirsty? Come to the living water. The Lord Jesus is available. He is willing to answer your many questions. Maybe you've been to counselors, you've approached pastors, you've gone to various places, yet the questions, the issues of your heart are still unresolved. Why not try Jesus? 
why not come to Jesus? Why not throw your questions upon Jesus? And I tell you, he will answer those hard questions of your heart. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we started a series called The Queen of Sheba, The Rest Taken. Our topic for today is Just a Closer Walk with God. The Queen of Sheba spent days upon days with Solomon, touring his house, him answering her questions, and she had still enjoyed that experience with walking with the most powerful king of her days. Sisters, we have the opportunity to walk with the most powerful person in the universe. Forget the Queen, forget the Prime Minister. We have the privilege to walk with God. Are you seeking a closer walk with God? The Queen of Sheba sought a closer walk with Solomon. She travelled from her homeland to go and see him, to be by him, to learn from him. Sisters, are you truly having a walk with God, a close walk with God, where you commune day to day, minute upon minute, second upon second, hour upon hour? I pray that God will help you to deepen your relationship with him, to develop a closer relationship with him. Deborah Shinbi will now take us further on this subject. Heavenly Father, thank you once again for this particular series and the things in your heart that you have been sharing with us. Having come again on day five, I am praying that you will enlighten our hearts as we consider further the life of this Queen of Sheba, whom you referred to thousands of years after her. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much for still taking the time to join us on this series. I am praying that you will find the Women in Revival podcast a blessing to your life. We are still on this series, The Queen of Sheba, The Risk Taker. If you have missed yesterday's episode or any episode, you can go back to our website, www.oakofrighteousness.co dot uk and then um, you will find any episode you may have missed or any series you may want to listen to and you can go on our contact us page and contact us our number also is plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five so last time we saw that the queen of sheba traveled miles from the south either Yemen of today or Ethiopia and traveled all the way to Jerusalem and she came with all our questions and she had the privilege to come in with the king and the king answered all her hard questions 
And if an earthly king was given such an amount of wisdom to be able to answer every question of another queen, how much more the greater than Solomon, our Lord Jesus, is able to answer all your life questions. So today we want to look at just a closer walk with God. I am praying that as we consider the life of this woman again, the Lord himself will speak to your heart. We want to look at just a closer walk with God. Again, I'm going back to the book of 1 Kings chapter 10. And this time I'm reading verse 4 to verse 9. And it says, And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom, and the house that he had built, and the meat of his table, and the sitting of his servants, and the attendance of his ministers, and their apparel, and his cup bearers, and his ascent, by which he went up unto the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in mine own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom. Verse 7. Albeit, I believed not the words until I came and my eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceeded the fame which I heard. Happy are thy men, happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. Nine, blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighted in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel, because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore made he thee king to do judgment and wisdom. Amen. So what are we saying now? Even as we consider the life of this woman further, we are seeing that the queen of Sheba, having heard of the fame of Solomon, about Solomon's work with God, and having come all the way to Jerusalem, having communed with Solomon, she did not stop there. She engaged her sight. She saw all Solomon's wisdom and the house that Solomon built. You know, verse 5 tells us that all the meat on Solomon's table and the sitting of Solomon's servants and the attendance of Solomon's ministers, the apparel, the cup bearers, everything this woman saw. So I am saying that while the queen of Sheba was with Solomon, she engaged her sight. And as a result of what she saw, her spirit was no more within her. She was full of a sense of awe. Then she said to Solomon, let's go back to that verse again. From verse 6 says, And she said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in mine own land of thy act and of thy wisdom. 7. How be it? I believed not the words until I came and my eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceeds the fame which I had. Are you seeing now? So, the queen of Sheba said to Solomon that look, all I heard in my home country were actually true of your wisdom. But having heard and having traveled far and having seen, what I am realizing is this, Solomon. I have only heard less than half of the truth. Not even half of what my eyes had seen. It's as if she was saying, my eyes 
have beheld the beauty of your kingdom and i'm amazed so until the queen of sheba made a personal decision to seek solomon she would have ended with less than half truth and you know is that not what our going to church our going to bible study prayer meeting ought to be whatever we hear in meetings are just a minute of what god really wants to show us it is as we go back as Berean Christians that we see more, that we will see beyond the news given us at the meetings, at the Bible classes, and we'll be able to seek something more personal with God. We find depth in what we have heard in the midst of crowds. So I am seeing this Queen of Sheba, that no wonder the Lord Jesus referred to her, pointed to her, alluded to her she saw she heard then she went on a personal journey to see for herself and the book of psalms 34 verse 8 says oh taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the man that trusted in him the queen of sheba tasted and she saw that the king solomon was good if the queen of sheba could Taste the goodness of God in the life of Solomon. How much more? The greater than Solomon, the Lord Jesus. Jesus says, taste and you will see that the Lord is good. As you take your involvement in group studies, in church studies, as you take it beyond the crowd level and you take it back to your closet, I am telling you, you will find depth beyond what you have taken from group and another thing that also struck me from the life of queen sheba in the scripture that we read first kings 10 verses 4 to 9 is that the queen of sheba acknowledged the grace of god upon solomon even though she was a leader of a nation she was humble enough to seek solomon and also to acknowledge what she saw in solomon in verse 6 she said and she said to the king it was a true report that i heard in my own land of thine acts and of thy wisdom then verse 8 happy are thy men happy are your servants happy are these you know so what she saw she was humble enough to acknowledge the grace of god upon the life of solomon and for you also my listener Often time we find it easy to criticize people, to find something wrong with their manner of whatever, their teachings, particularly our ministers, our pastors. It's easy to find a lot of things wrong with them. But in the midst of the hundreds and thousands of things that you may find wrong with your minister, could God be pointing you towards something, just one thing in that man's life, in your pastor's wife's life? that you can appreciate god for and another thing that i'm asking to some of you maybe you have been studying you have been in different bible study groups and you have learned a lot my question to you also is what have you done with the knowledge of god that you have acquired have you appreciated god for his attributes when you see someone of greater grace than you do you acknowledge the grace of god in them or you pull them down. 
I see why Jesus referred his generation to this woman, the Queen of Sheba. She was a woman of admirable qualities. She heard of Solomon. She determined to come miles away to Solomon. She came, not caring what her servants or her people might say. She communed. She was open to share her life with Solomon. She received answers. She saw the glory of Solomon. She acknowledged what she saw. And today, her person is written. Her story is written in the pages of the New Testament portion of the Bible. Her life became a case study that Christ could use to point others to life after death. A closer work with Solomon gave her personal resolve of her questions, gave her access into the life of Solomon and his rule and actually gave her space in the teaching of Jesus Christ a thousand years after. And three thousand years after, you are still benefiting from the life of the Queen of Sheba. Enoch was also a man who worked with God to the point that he went on a walk with God to heaven. And I am praying that may your personal journey with the Lord produce something of eternal value, both now and generations after. Maybe you have no work with God. Maybe you just go to church. You have no time aside where you read the word, where you study, where you pray. God is seeking a deeper relationship with you. And I am praying that this series will spoil your heart, will bring you to a place of seeking Him, even as the Queen of Sheba sought Solomon for her questions and she found answers. Amen. This is Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called The Queen of Sheba, The Risk Taker. Our topic for today is A Revelation That Makes a Life to Give. The Queen of Sheba, after she had experienced everything that Solomon had to offer, gave him gold and silver and spices and gems and diamonds sisters she gave what she had to this man because of what he had revealed to her we have received great revelations through what jesus did to us for us on the cross have you given him your all have you given him your talents not just money but yourself have you fully given yourself to jesus have you given him your singing have you given him your being able to play the drums? Have you given him your hospitality? Have you given him your love for helping others? Have you given him your time? Sisters, what have you given to Jesus? There's a song that says, I gave my life for thee, what hast thou gave for me? What have you given to Jesus?
Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. So our dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Words cannot express our appreciation for this series. Thank you for penning down the life of this woman. For us, the modern day woman, to glean from, to learn from. And I am praying that as many who are coming in contact with this particular series will come into a deeper fellowship with you. That they will not be satisfied with what their work with you is right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I want to welcome you again to Women in Revival. And I am praying that this series will indeed bring you to a personal revival. You know, there is a story someone once shared of a, an evangelist that travels to towns. And whenever this evangelist gets to Gypsy, I think it was Gypsy Smith. And whenever Gypsy Smith gets to a town where he's going to preach, he will draw a circle and stand in the middle of the circle and pray for the town as he enters the town and then he asks the lord let there be revival in this town but lord let it start in this circle let it start with me and i believe that is the essence of this series that a revival will start with you even as it did with this queen of sheba whatever your position is in life is not enough unless you engage god the queen of sheba was a queen she had influence she had affluence yet there was a deep question in her heart and she heard something of god concerning solomon and she traveled far if only god can find space in your heart you never can tell what the future holds and i am praying that whatsoever you have, whosoever you are, you will find God as your all in all. So today on Women in Revival, remember you can go back to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk and you can contact us plus 447944398415. Now let us look at a revelation that makes a life to give we've been following this queen of sheba how jesus pointed to her in the new testament and we took a journey backward to thousand years before jesus and we saw how she heard concerning solomon hearing concerning the the relationship solomon had with god and she gathered herself a retinue whatsoever and traveled miles to Jerusalem and she poured out her heart to the king she was open and how the king answered all her questions and how she saw the glory of Solomon and she acknowledged the grace of God upon Solomon's life and now let us see the revelation that this woman had that made her to give now we read first Kings chapter 10 verse 10 and it says, I'm reading from the King James Version. And it says, And she gave the king an hundred and twenty talents of gold, and of spices very great store, and precious stones, 
there came no more such abundance of spices as these which the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. This is the word of the Lord and thanks be to God. So what can we take from here? So we saw that the Bible says the queen of Sheba gave the King Solomon 120 talents of gold. So when she was coming, she had proposed in her heart to give something to Solomon. So she came with gold. She came with spices, very great stuff. She came with precious stones, all sorts of things she brought. And the Bible says, never ever there came no more such abundance of spices that this woman gave to Queen to King Solomon. Nothing as such came again to Solomon. So what am I saying? I am saying that the Queen of Sheba, having heard, having come to Solomon, and having poured out her heart, having brought her hard questions, and having had her hard questions heard and answered by Solomon, and her eyes having seen the glory of Solomon, she also responded by acknowledging Solomon's greatness. And now, in verse 10, she offered something of her produce to the king. So she brought something from the south to Jerusalem. She gave Solomon an hundred and twenty talents of gold, of spices, very great stuff, and precious stones. So that means she came with a prepared mind to offer something to Solomon. And having come to Solomon and having seen the greatness of Solomon, she still saw the need to offer the king Solomon something, even though the king Solomon had all he needed. And I am saying that it is one thing to come to God and have your need met. And it is another thing for you to see the need to offer something to God. And I'm saying, what do you or what do I actually have that I do not receive from God? Even the breath that we breathe, all our substance comes from him. And is God asking for gold? Is he asking for silver? Is he asking for riches? Is God asking you to build him houses? And the answer is no. There is one thing God is requiring from you. And Brother Paul echoed this in Romans chapter 12 verse 1. I'm going to look at it in King James Version. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Wow. The easy to read version says, because of the great mercy God has shown us. The NIV says, in view of God's mercy. You see, the queen of Sheba thought of the mercy shown to her. And she saw the need to offer her gold and all she brought to Solomon. And if you, my listener, sees the need to risk your all to seek Jesus, you will see the risk that Christ God himself took on your behalf in giving the embodiment of wisdom for you. In Christ's death at Calvary. This is mercy. There is no risk you can take. There is no risk I can think of. That God has not already taken. 
There is no risk you can take to seek the Lord that can equate the risk God took in giving up his only son for you on the cross of Calvary. If you understand this mercy of the God man's death on the cross to deliver you from the pain of hell, you will withhold nothing of yourself from him. And you know that Romans 12 1 tells us that what God desires of us is not our gold, not our silver, not our money, but instead it is to present our body as a living sacrifice. That is a life that is no longer yours, but a life laid down for God and for the purpose of God. You know, sometimes it is easy for humans to give their substance, but to offer yourself can be a bit difficult because you want to control your own life. You know, you want to determine what you do, what you don't do. Many women will prefer to be in control rather than allow God to be in control. But for the queen of Sheba, she released a substance to the, queen, to the king Solomon. And the queen of Sheba releasing all she brought to Solomon in Solomon's hand happened because I believe the queen of Sheba knew that now that I'm releasing this into the king's hand, I no longer have rule over those things again. The queen of Sheba was willing to now, she was not going to go back to the south with all the things that she brought. She's given them already to Solomon. So also should I your life, should my life no longer be mine, but yielded into the hands of he who is faithful in handling the same. You must entrust your life now into his hands. And you know that First Kings 10.10 10 tells us, that there came no more such abundance of spices as this which the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. It was an offering that can never be quantified with another. Your life is what God needs to be laid down now. He who risked his life on the cross of Calvary desire not your good. Maybe you have been giving your tithe, giving your thousands to your church, to your pastor. But God says, I'm actually asking beyond that. I am asking for your very life. Maybe for you, you need to take that little risk to discover him. Maybe you live with a family where Christianity is an abomination. Maybe there is a quest in your heart. You are secretly seeking reading Bible behind. It is a risk that is worth taking. And as you are taking that risk, in order to discover Christ, and my prayer is that you will now yield your life into his hands. May you see the yielding of your life into his hands as not just a risk, but much more as a gain for you. For it is a risk that is worth taking. All the Lord is demanding of you. It's not your silver. It's not your gold. Not just your fasting. Not your praying. But your old self. It is Christ's desire to see you live no more for yourself. But for he who is able to answer all your questions. And may you withhold not your life from he who knows yesterday, today and even tomorrow. Amen.
This is a Women in Revival podcast. One week ago, we started a series called The Queen of Sheba, The Risk Taker. Our topic for today is A risk for the Lord is rewarding. A risk for the Lord is indeed rewarding. The Queen of Sheba received gifts from Solomon when her tenure there was finished. Solomon gave her gifts, sisters. A risk for the Lord is rewarding. The Queen of Sheba travelled so far to get there to have her questions answered. She gave Solomon gifts and afterwards she received even more gifts in return. Remember every time you think that of giving up or life is becoming hard. Remember that heavenly mansion God is preparing for us even better than Buckingham Palace with its over 100 rooms. Sisters, a gift for the Lord is rewarding. Even in life's dreary moments, we can have laughter and happiness. I speak from experience. Even though life is hard, God can still bring us joy and hope. God is not hindered by circumstances. A risk for the Lord is indeed rewarding. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Father, thank you so much for this series, for how you've spoken to your ladies, for the things you've shared, for the life of the Queen of Sheba that we have looked at in a little measure. Thank you. For women that will be arising to strengthen their relationship with you, to seek you, to yearn for you, to long for you, to give themselves to you. Thank you, Lord. Even as we've come to the end of this series, I am praying that you will seal it up in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to welcome you again to this particular series and particularly to today, which is the last day of this series. Do feel free to send us your feedback, your questions, your whatsoever. Just as the Queen of Sheba brought all our questions to the King Solomon. So do feel free to contact us. Maybe you desire a continuous fellowship. Do contact us and we'll see how to work that out. Amen. So today on Women in Revival, may I encourage you that you can actually go back to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk where you can find the episodes in this series that you may have missed or any other series. And do feel free to share the website with those in your life. So, let us see what the Lord has to say to us today, the last day of this series. And I want us to look at a risk for the Lord is rewarded. No one takes a risk for the Lord and regrets ever doing so. We've seen the life of this Queen of Sheba, whom where she took her action. She took it because that was her desire. Little did she know that a thousand years after, the Lord Jesus will be referring to her, will be alluding to her, will be making her a reference point for his generation. And I am praying that as many of you are going through this series with us, you will be bold enough to take whatever risk you need to take for the Lord. Let us read First Kings again. So chapter 10, this time verse 13. 
1 Kings 10 13. And it says from the King James Version, And King Solomon gave unto the Queen of Sheba all her desire, whatsoever she asked, beside that which Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. So she turned and went to her own country, she and her servants. Amen. So we are saying that the queen, having heard, having visited Solomon, having seen Solomon and the glory of Solomon's kingdom, having communed with Solomon, having acknowledged Solomon, having given gift to Solomon, verse 13 says that even the king also gave something in return to the queen. So the risk that the queen of Sheba took to travel down from the south to come with all sorts of present to the king Solomon was actually a risk that was rewarded. The king Solomon gave unto the queen of Sheba all her desire and whatsoever she asked. And beside that, Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. So what am I saying here, Regan? First, I am saying that Solomon gave her whatsoever she asked. Solomon gave to the queen of Sheba every desire that she expressed to Solomon. You would have thought, oh, she gave Solomon gold, she gave him this. But the honest truth is that Solomon was sufficient, honestly. So Solomon gave her even her own desire. So I'm saying that even though you would have thought she had something to give, yet there were desires in the heart of the queen of Sheba that she expressed. And the king Solomon did not neglect her expressed desire. He also gave her of his royal bounty. So apart from giving her desire, he gave her of his own royal bounty. Wow. Is that not what becomes of those who come to the Lord Jesus? As people come, some came to the Lord because of a personal desire. Maybe some came because they are desiring a life partner. And instead of a life partner, they met an eternal partner, the Lord Jesus. And through that, they have become princesses of the kingdom of God. Is this not so true of our heavenly father? The king that rules over all, he gives us our heart desire in accordance to his will. He may not give us all we desired if they are not in his will for us. But whatsoever is his will for us, he grants them unto us. And now much more, God gave to man, mankind out of his royal bounty also, just as Solomon did. He gave his only begotten son, Jesus, to die for us on Calvary tree. That was from his royal bounty. He gave to us the third person in the Trinity, the person of the Holy Spirit, out of the treasury of his royalty. He gave us. Solomon listened to the Queen Sheba, answered her, yet did not send her back empty-handed. 
the book of second peter chapter 1 verse 3 says according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue god gives all things that pertain to life and our godliness but this only comes as we have knowledge of him who have called us to glory and to virtue just as the, the queen of sheba took the risk to seek solomon and her knowledge of solomon caused her to give out of her bounties and in return she received from solomon more than she gave solomon and i want you to know if you take a step today to work with god to hand your life into his hands to give your future into his hands maybe you will say i am taking this risk but may i say to you it is a risk that is rewarding any risk taken in the name of the lord or for the lord is a risk worth rewarding both here on earth and even eternity and even in eternity maybe you are from a religious background maybe you are actually not from a religious background maybe you are a muslim of any other religion and you are saying mm, if i take a step further to accept this jesus into my life it will be a great risk my parents will disown me my family will disown me i will lose this i will lose that i will lose this but may i say to you it is a risk that you will look back and be grateful for the queen of sheba took that risk to seek solomon which is wisdom and the queen of sheba was not disappointed she gave out of her treasure unto solomon and solomon in turn gave her her desire out of his royal bounty she was blessed and she turned back and went to her own country she and her servants she went fulfilled she went happy she went loaded with goodness from king solomon and it is my prayer that you will come and taste that the lord is good maybe you have not made the lord jesus the lord of your life maybe you are still playing with the dainties of this world maybe you have had questions that you have been struggling with for years maybe there are issues desires of your heart that you have been trying to meet in many other ways this is an opportunity for you to give space to the lord jesus even into your life and you will find out in days to come in weeks to come that it, your decision to follow jesus it's actually rewarding father i just want to thank you for everyone who have joined with us throughout this series and i am praying there are many who are making a decision to yield their hearts to yield their life into your hands lord you will hold them by the hands and walk with them and grant them the desire of their hearts in accordance to your will bring them to that place lord where they will indeed discover that a risk taken for you is a risk worth rewarding help us lord 
that the generations to come, if you tarry, will not lack the stories of godly women, women who took risk in order to seek you. Thank you, Lord. As you through this series raise for yourself women who will live intentionally in order for their lives to become a reference point for the future generation. Amen.